Welcome to The Blaze. This is episode 201. I am your host, Alejandro Oveda. Thank you for pushing play to another blazing week. And I got to tell you, thank you for all your support. Your support goes a long way for this independent podcast. And I got to tell you, it just creates so much motivation inside me. You know, this week was a tough week for me. As you know, uh, I, I did end up positive uh, with COVID-19. Uh, you know, I was really struggling this week to really get it together uh, mentally. Uh, physically, it was really tough Uh had body aches, had a lot of pain in, in uh, my joints. I, I feel like it, it, like COVID-19 almost hits your bones in a way, uh, in a certain way. And it, it really doesn't feel good. I just, I just hope that everybody um, realizes, you know, COVID-19 is still out there and it's still uh, apparent to a lot of people. And I just uh, want you guys to stay safe as, you know, I did th- throughout this whole uh, quarantine. Uh, I've been actually away from work. For a couple of weeks and uh, finally getting uh, to feel a lot better. Uh, I'm about 90, 90% there. I, I've, uh, I have been just feeling a little bit more tired lately. Um, all the body aches um, have went away. Uh, most of all the symptoms went away except a little bit of fatigue that has been uh, just making me feel like I've been uh, really tired and you know, I go to sleep feeling like it's going to go away and it just doesn't go away. Um, so that's something that I'm just trying to, uh, get through, uh, just resting, just still, uh, trying to get my workouts. And I think that's what has been saving me the most is really just been being active, um, and, and trying to just, uh, not overdo it, but still be able to, uh, accomplish my, my workout goals. Uh, so I was able to do that, but still, uh, was in <laughs> incredible pain. And luckily it didn't really, uh, put me down like the last time I got COVID, which was terrible. And I, I, I don't, I don't wish anybody to have COVID. So make sure you guys are just doing your part to just stay safe and make sure you guys are just being alert that, you know, COVID is still out there and it's still affecting a lot of people. Uh, but this past week, uh, we celebrated a lot this week. Um, actually, like I said, the month of December for us is literally all celebrating. Uh, we start off celebrating my mom's birthday. Um, well, actually my, my nephew's birthday, my mom's birthday, uh, my sister's birthday. Um, and then we, we celebrated episode um, 200. We celebrated our last Blaze Talks number eight. Um, then my then we celebrated Christmas. And then we celebrated my birthday. And now today is my dad's birthday. So I just want to say happy birthday to my dad. Uh, just a lot of celebrating. And we, you know, it, it's a busy month. Um, and I was stuck home with COVID. I mean, it, it's... That's the worst sign of FOMO, if you ask me. But one thing that really got uh, me through it was really just uh, this podcast, really just getting ready for this podcast, the next podcast, and hopefully the next uh, Blaze Talks, which will be... uh, trying to get our next guest uh, soon, so hopefully we get that going. I mean, whenever I drop the Blaze Talks, you guys are incredible. You guys show so much support, and, you know, I, that's what I want you guys to support is is those those uh, talks. Um, that's why I, I literally do this podcast is to try to uh, continue to push um, my, creati- my creativity, but also push the local scene, uh, to get better. You know, that, that, that's something that I'm trying to advocate for here on this podcast. And that's, that's something that I wanted to do, uh, 
in the beginning with this podcast is just having the amount of time and having, you know, the, the time constraints of, of two people are definitely hard to, to really combat, you know, so we really have to be proactive when it comes to these types of interview talks and sit down with different people. Uh, but I just want to get some information, what you guys think about them so far, and you know, some feedback. I've been seeing a, a large number of listens and, and that's I'm I'm so blessed to have, you know, followers like you guys to really just keep going, keep uh supporting and that, that's what we need here on the local scene. Uh but like I've been saying, we we're we celebrated Christmas. Um I mean Christmas was an amazing day. Uh just not really much. I mean, uh opening up gifts with uh, my wife's uh side and then just coming home to uh, to chill and hang out, you know, uh, usually we're everywhere on a Christmas day, uh, going from, you know, families to friends. Uh, but this year it was, it was really nice just to really slow down a little bit and, and just enjoy just the comfort of my own home, you know? Um, and that, and that goes for my, my 35th birthday, which, you know, is a big day. Uh, but at the same time, I, I don't feel like I missed out on very much. I don't drink like I used to. Um, and I just don't find the things that I used to feel appealing, so appealing anymore. You know, I, I just feel like it's, it's best spent with the people that love you the most. So I was here with my brother, was here with my nephews and my godson and my, and my wife. So we were just, you know, honestly all sick, <laughs> but we also, uh, we're, we're able to, you know, play, play, uh, Monopoly and play some, some fun games and, uh, just enjoy what we have here. Um, and one game that I would just want to mention this week is uh, this game that I bought my, my nephew. It's called uh, Happy Salmon. And it's the creator of Exploding Kittens. And if you don't know, I'm a huge like game board, game gaming kind of person. Uh, and this was one of the best games I think I ever bought. And, you know, giving it to my, my, my nephew is, is awesome because he's incredibly good at this game as well. And I think it's for all ages, uh, six and up, I believe. So it's a, it's a great family game that I think everybody should own. So make sure you guys check out that game, uh, Happy Salmon. But what an incredible week. Just a lot going on. Just a lot still going on. We got, you know... Uh, New Year's ahead of us, so what a big week for the podcast, and I just hope you guys keep tuning in uh, as this podcast is continuing to grow. And this week, I was able to watch a ton of different movies. You know, I just didn't want to talk about any more Christmas movies. I mean, Christmas movies now are over with, so I I, I was so grateful uh, to be able to check out the Avatar, The Way of Water this week. Um and if you haven't checked it out, make sure you go check it out. But I was able to check it out for my birthday. Uh, I was actually feeling a lot better for my birthday. Like I said, I'm about 90, 90% now. I was feeling about probably 85 uh, then. I still had a li some of the symptoms, but most of my, I think, you know, my um, contagious uh, symptoms were gone. Uh, so they say after, you know, 10 days, you're able to uh, go out in public, you know, masked up. So I definitely went masked, uh, to the movies. Uh, but we ended up checking out this movie and, um, it was actually released on December 16th, 2022. Uh, but it earned 
over a billion dollars in the box office. And this is, you know, post-COVID time, which, you know, right now I, I don't see a lot of people still going to the movies. Um, it, the theater wasn't as crowded as I thought it was going to be, but uh, we did try to go to the the, the smaller th- theater to thinking that there wouldn't be a lot of people, but a lot of people still went. Uh, to check out the movies, which I was kind of, which was kind of cool. Uh, but I have to say, you know, this, this movie uh, was worth going to check out. Um, it's a science fiction movie, animated film, uh, and is directed by James Cameron. And it's a sequel to uh, Avatar. I don't, I don't know if you watched Avatar, but uh, Avatar was released in 2009. Uh, but the cast stars Sam Worthington and Zoe Zaldana, which plays Jack Soli and Nitiri. Um, and if you haven't watched the first Avatar, like I said, it's based around a world that they found in year 2154, uh, which at that time Earth has been depleted. So they found a new uh, unhospitable uh, world, which had these native humanoids that are called uh, Nami people, which, you know, they're 10 feet tall, blue, almost human-like people. Um, But they ended up interacting with the uh, Nami people as avatars, so they made these half-human, half-Nami people that are hybrids um, to get close to these native humanoids, which inhabited this whole, uh, like, er, this whole uh, place called uh, Pandora. And that's when humans, you know, try to take over their land uh, and start to destroy their land and their most cherished uh, gathering place called the Giant Home Tree. And I just hope you guys watch Avatar. Uh, make sure you guys check out Avatar before you go check out uh, the new Avatar, The Way of the Water. I think it just, you have to know the story behind it to, to, to understand uh, this new uh, threat, you know. Uh, and I don't want to give too much of the new movie away, but I, I just have to say, take the family, you know. It, it has some, some hard-hitting moments, some really sad moments, but also it, I think it brings the family together with strength and unity. And it, it just it's it's a powerful message that uh, the movie portrays. So I think it's definitely necessary for everyone to watch. Uh, so make sure you go guys go check out the new Avatar: The Way of the Water. I I definitely think it's one of the best movies this year so far. Um, definitely up there with uh, Wakanda Forever for me. So those two movies are definitely. Uh, two hard hitting movies, and and they're both released right at the towards the end of the of the uh, of the year. So great time to go out, go check a movie, uh, and definitely check out Avatar: The Way of the Water. I don't think uh, you'll regret it. And this week, I was able to listen to a ton of different music, and like I said, you know, I've been I've been listening to nothing but Christmas music all all last week. So we put that to the side and this week I was able to listen to well actually not only this week it, it's a two week uh listen I, I definitely wanted to 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 give it a chance and and sit set well with me but the new Absol album uh, called Herbert and if you don't know who Absol is is one of the mo- one of the most uh 
underrated hip hop artists here on the West Coast. Not only on the West Coast, but I think just in the whole industry. Um, he's he was raised in California. He signed to an indie uh, record label, as we know, Top Dog Entertainment. Um, and this is when they formed, you know, Black Hippie back in two thousand six, two thousand seven. Um, he really made a name for himself, definitely uh, with Kendrick Lamar and Schoolboy Q. Uh, he's per his perspective is definitely something that I listen to him for. He's not one of those everyday rappers. He's definitely uh, someone that has his own flair, his own flavor. Um, an independent artist that I really respect. Um, it's been a long time coming for, for him as, you know, he dropped a lot of great albums um, in the beginning of his career. Uh, Long-term ment uh, mentality, control system, these days, dude thou will. Um, and it took a while for this Herbert album to come out. You know, uh, I don't blame him. Um, it's hard to come out with great music back to back to back, especially, you know, with some of the things that, uh, a lot of us go through, you know, when it comes to death, when it comes to, uh, family, when it comes to friends, uh, some things, you know, just, you, you just can't connect the dots. Um, and I think that's what happened with Absol. Uh, he, I think it was, it's been a while since his last album, um, do what thou will, uh, which was released in 2014. So it's been almost eight years, you know, uh, since his last album. So, this is why I made it a big deal this week to really talk about his uh, latest album, Herbert, which to me, I gravitated to, to immediately. Um, Absol just brings just this type of feeling to his music. Um, it, it, it's, it's definitely something that you have to uh, get to know. Um, you're not going to understand it the first time you hear it. it, it it's, def it's really got to... Uh, you really got to regurgitate uh, because um, just his bar selection, the way that he he uh, he keeps his cadence, uh, he doesn't really have um, that hype sound. You know, he he does make you hype with his lyrics, but he doesn't make you hype with his like um, ad libs or or his beats. Uh, but he, I'm not saying he doesn't have great beat selection or his you know, or he doesn't make you hype. Uh, to me, it's just a different type of mood. Um, it's it's nothing that you listen to. I, I already guarantee if you're um, a hip-hop fan. So I think this type of music, and, and now going forward for uh, Schoolboy Q, I think he has an open door, open window to really take off, especially uh, knowing that he's been through a lot of uh, different situations like his death of Mac Miller, his best friend, or, uh, you know, his death of his girlfriend, uh, back in his early, uh, career, you know, um, I forgot her name. No, oh, dang. I can't believe I forget. Anyway, um, you know, he, he went through a lot of, a, a lot of different, um, tragic events, which I think now are creating, this great, great music. And I think you guys will enjoy this whole album um, from front to back. It's, it's, I think it's an hour plus mu uh, uh, songs. Definitely, every song has its own different kind of feel. 
like I said, he 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 makes you feel a certain way. Um, but my favorite songs off that album are No Report Card, F O M F, and Do Better. Uh, but like I said, the whole album has great, great songs. Um, even his uh, collaborations, um, they just mean a lot. I feel like uh, he's working with uh, a lot of his uh, in, in-house uh, talent, but also uh, talent that has uh, really uh, brought him into his uh, into their uh, fan circle. You know, uh, like Russ, Big Sean, uh, Gene. Ioko and uh, Joey Badass, which that those those songs are great, but my favorite songs are are literally are just not featuring anybody, just Absol. So make sure you go guys check out his new uh, album. It's called Herbert, uh, and you can check that out on all your streaming services. I I, I think it's uh, probably up there in my opinion, with one of the best albums of the year. Um, there were some great albums of the year as well. Uh, just to just to mention Kendrick's uh, last album um, was great. Uh, Pusha T's album was great. Uh, Black Dot he had a he had a great album this this year. Um, there were so many great albums, and I, I, it, it's just so hard to say which one was the best. And that's what that's what I don't like to do. Uh, I always wanted to do like oh the, the best. Uh, album of the year best movie of the year but to me i watch so many different movies so many different things that uh i i just get different things from each one um it's nothing's the same for me when i listen to music and that's what i like uh listening to music or watching movies because everything's different everything is a perspective and everything has uh something to offer so Make sure you guys check out, you know, some of those artists that I mentioned and also check out Absol's latest, Herbert. And this week, I just want to talk about just the weather change, uh, how rainy it has been this past week and how wonderful it, it's been for us to get that rain here in the valley. We definitely need it. We definitely need those rain showers to really help our crops. You know, living in the valley, we, we depend on that water every year. And seeing how much we've been getting this year, I've, I've just been feeling so blessed that uh, we've been getting it because uh, just knowing that it's raining, you know, all week, I mean, that's a big thing for Fresno as I don't even think it rained very much last year or I, the year after that. So definitely this is much needed. But while we're in this rainy season, you also got to remember to be safe. You know, I've been hearing about accidents all over town, all over uh, the county. Um, there's one where uh, a woman actually was killed for driving off the road into a canal full of water. Uh, this was actually on Tuesday. And officers say shortly before 4 p.m., this 38-year-old woman drove into a levee road southeast of Tranquility. And this was due to what officials say was the, the weather conditions. And definitely the rate that the, the driver was was uh, was driving. The vehicle ended up in a canal next to the road, which was full of water. The CHP said when they got on the scene, they saw that the vehicle was overturned in the canal and the, you know, the, the driver was a, not able to get out of the vehicle. Um, this was so sad because at the scene, they, they had to pronounce the driver dead, uh, but it was unknown if, you know, the, the, the driver was wearing 
a seatbelt or uh, what really happened on impact in, during this incident. But uh, I know a lot of witnesses at that time described the vehicle drive, driving uh, faster than the posted 55 miles per hour speed limit. So it's definitely tough to, to stop a, a vehicle at that rate. And the storms that are, are hitting us are discouraging a lot of us to really drive in it. And I just want to say, if you're driving far distances, maybe check the weather, check what the conditions are uh, where you're driving to. Uh, I know anywhere you go, you know, down south, it's going to be snowing on the grapevine. Uh, it's going to be slick roads everywhere you go down in the valley just because we don't get enough uh, water here. And, and it, you know, some of these roads are just slick. So you just got to make sure you guys know where, where you're going, what you guys, where you guys are traveling, especially during, you know, New Year's uh, and New Year's Eve uh, times because that's those are the, the, the times that the, the roads are the busiest. And nobody wants to have to, you know, deal with that stuff during the holidays. So make sure you guys are just being safe. Make sure you guys are knowing where you're going, uh, knowing exactly the conditions and uh, make sure you guys are ready for those conditions. Um, if you guys need, you know, chains, make sure you guys get those chains before you guys leave. I just think right now travel should be discouraged as the conditions are unknown everywhere. I mean, like I, like I said today, it's raining today, but yesterday it was nice and sunny. Uh, so it, it might it might be able to to get where you need to go, but definitely make sure you guys are being safe doing it. So uh, check your conditions and make sure you check that weather report. And this week, I want to support our local scene uh, by supporting the local artist. He goes by Razor Teeth. He just dropped uh, a new video uh, about a month ago. Uh, finally getting to it, finally getting uh, my eyes to it and really wanted to show some love uh, to this artist because he's been doing it for a long time. Uh, I believe he went by a different name, but uh, right now I, I believe he goes by Razor Teeth. And uh, I wanted to talk about his latest uh, video called Loke Dog, which features Kevlar P.I. and BKR. And I think the, the, the song is... Definitely a hitter. Um, I, I just hope that there's an album or something coming right after this album or, or this video drop. Um, it's produced by K-Pizzle, which K-Pizzle has done a lot of work with BKR, with Kevlar, and, uh, you know, this this uh, this whole uh, Razor Teeth, or I know him as a Natalidge. Uh, but I'm not too sure what, what what's gonna go with this with this uh, duo. I think it's it's the duo of him and uh, K Pizzle, which K Pizzle has been doing a lot of duos, which has been making a, a lot of heat here in the in the valley. And I think for a producer like K Pizzle, uh, working with artists like BKR and Kevlar P, uh, Pi, definitely bring out his beats and uh, this beat selection that Razor Teeth got for for uh, Loke Dog, definitely some that. I, I can't wait to listen to on the album. Um, Razor Teeth has this type of uh, flow with his cadence and his delivery. Uh, definitely has that combination to really uh, become something great. I think 
I mean, he is great, but I think with this new sound, he could definitely take off. So I hope we hear more from Razor Teeth. Uh, I know we're going to be hearing more from BKR, and uh, I know Kevlar PI has been putting in a lot of work too. So I just hope, you know, we hear a lot more from these guys, especially uh, this, this, you know, kind of uh, group right here. I think they have something to offer uh, if they do more collabs with each other. So I'm looking forward to what, you know, the local scene is going to bring in 2022. We have a lot of, lot of local artists here that are making a name for themselves. And I'm hoping that we see a lot of them uh, get noticed in other cities as we see like MC Wix has been doing uh, and other artists at that. You know, just I just want to salute our, our, uh, our music scene as, as it continues to just boil up and, and, and become something a lot greater than I thought people uh, would, would, would think because uh, we got a lot of art, artistic people around the city and I just hope you guys are ready for uh, a lot more for uh, 2023. Now let's talk about our Fresno State men's basketball team who has a record of 5-7. and seven. Uh, The Dogs were on the winning end this week, starting 1-0 in the Mountain West. The Dogs defeated Wyoming 58-53 in a great home win. The Dogs were led by number one, Jamaro Baker Jr., scoring 20 points and dished out four assists. The Dogs were back in action this week at Utah State on New Year's Eve and then back home at the St. Mark Center on Tuesday, January 3rd, and this is the best time of the season as they start their conference play. Now let's talk about our federal state women's basketball who has a record of 7-6, and six, and the Dogs were not in action this past week as they started their conference, which they start their conference play uh, tonight at Colorado State. And this will be the Dogs' 11th year in the Mountain West, and you know, I, I'm just hoping that we have a great season, especially under uh, Yarina Todorova, who has been a scoring machine for the women dogs. It's been a great season so far, and I just hopefully that success continues uh, in 2023. So make sure to tune in every week for more on your Fresno State basketball teams. Now let's talk about the NFL, and I got to start off with the news about Derek Carr. Uh, this week, the Raiders announced one of the biggest moves of the season by benching Derek Carr. You know, less than a year after re-signing him to a three-year contract as, you know, he would play alongside Devontae Adams. Um, this move now lets everyone know their intention uh, to bring in a new quarterback in 2023. Uh, what name? Does bring to mind for 2023, uh, Tom Brady, but I'm not going to make that speculation just yet, but this is just one step closer to running Derek Carr out of Las Vegas, especially with how his contract was written. Um, if he were to get injured this season, you know, they would have to, uh, they would have to, uh, pay his, uh, injury option, which would be another two years. Uh, but now that he isn't injured, he's able to, they're able to trade him uh, or use him in another way of, I, I'm not too sure what, I just know that they're trying to, uh, trying to get Derek Carr's attention to say, Hey, you know what? Uh, you're definitely on the trading block or you're definitely not the future of the franchise. Um, and this is crazy because this is after signing Devontae Adams 
And now this is after their three-year extension that they gave him. Uh, it was worth over $100 million. Um, but the Raiders will start Jarrett Stidham, uh, and that, that will be this weekend versus the 49ers. Um, I think this is a crazy, crazy report. Uh, you know, saying that Derek Carr uh, wants to uh, step away from the team for the remainder of the season. Uh, just to not be a distraction. Uh, Raiders wide receiver spoke up. You know, Devontae Adams spoke up about uh, him not being so excited about this move that the Raiders did uh, by benching Derek, Derek Carr, especially with the season just almost two games away. Uh, they still have a chance at the playoffs. I'm not too sure as a Raider fan if this is what you want. Uh, but Carr, to me, has done so much for that franchise. He definitely is one of the best quarterbacks they've ever had. Um, all the success that you've had in, with, within that few years, I mean, even last year, I think they were a playoff team, and everybody thought they were going to take off this year, especially with Devontae Adams. Um, and I still believe that they have a chance to really – make the playoffs and, and, and could maybe make some noise, but I, I just feel like the dysfunction in the Raiders organization is just, it's just overbearing now. I feel bad for Devontae Adams. I feel bad for Derek Carr. They had a promising, you know, uh, tandem that I believe uh, if they would have gave him maybe one more year, even these two games to prove I'm not too sure, but, you know, it's just sad to see that uh, they're trying to get Carr out of Las Vegas. Uh, I believe, you know, this move was done to make sure that Carr's health is maintained, though, uh, to keep their options open for a trade. You know, Carr definitely has struggled this season. I'm not saying he hasn't struggled. Um, he's, he's performing his worst. I think this is his worst season since his rookie career or rookie, rookie start. This stems to a new offense, though, I feel like, from Josh McDaniels. You know, he's trying to implement a different offense. Uh, but Las Vegas is currently 6-9 and nine and is still in the playoff hunt. But, you know, they'll close out the season versus the 49ers and then the Chiefs. So, I just don't know. I just don't know about uh, Derek Carr's future. Uh, I just hope, you know, the best for him as, you know, he is a Fresno State Bulldog. And he'll always forever be probably one of the best Raiders quarterbacks. Uh, but also in the news right now is Tua. Tua is back in the concussion protocol after playing the whole game last week. Um, and this is his second time now this season uh, Tua has been diagnosed for a concussion. Uh, the latest have, hasn't been determined yet, uh, but they did catch um, the concussion in a game review session, uh, which they caught it during practice, uh, which they were playing against the, the Packers. But the Dolphins coach said they could not pinpoint exactly when it occurred. But So now the Dolphins are just having to start Teddy Bridgewater this weekend versus the Patriots. Uh, the Dolphins are currently second in the AFC East. Uh, they're still able to make the playoffs. But Dolphins coach McDaniel said he'll do whatever the doctors 
and whatever the experts tell him after you know he realized there was something wrong with Tua in, in that later half versus the Packers after throwing four interceptions. Um, this just hit hard during you know the holidays as you just want some of the best games. You want some of the best play from all these players right now as playoffs are just around the corner and seeing how well Tua has been playing and seeing, you know, some of the hits that he has been taking have been hard, but um, the one hit, I, I believe it was in the first uh, quarter of the game, he hit the back of his head, uh, which it didn't, it didn't seem like he had too many symptoms, but later on in the game, Seeing that he did throw those four picks at the end of the game, just it's not like him, especially knowing that he has one of the best QB ratings um, right now in the NFL. Uh, he he throws the ball really well, so it's kind of it's kind of easy to detect that there was something wrong when you're throwing four interceptions in the last half of the game. Uh, I believe the Dolphins will make their. You know, the two is still the future QB for the Dolphins. Many are speculating, man, if he, he should come back. Um, I definitely think Tua should sit for the rest of the season. Even though, you know, the playoff hopes are, are bright for the Dolphins, I think the best for Tua should be sitting and, and making sure he gets the rest that is needed. Uh, just come back strong for, you know, 2023. I just don't know. It's just a, it's a hard thing to tell an athlete to stop doing what they love doing. But I just hope he just takes his time and doesn't feel the pressure from the team. And if they don't make the run this year, I think they have a big chance next year with him as, uh, you know, he's a, a, a definite weapon for uh, the Miami Dolphins. But it's scary to think he could be cleared. And who knows, he may take another vicious hit. And who knows, he might, you know... Something might bad happen, so I just hope uh, Tua gets the the best uh, for for himself. Uh, but now I want to talk about the 2022 NFL playoff picture, which currently right now they have uh, a lot of the teams already placed in the playoffs, but we're still looking for some of these open window teams. Uh, but right now in the AFC, we got at number one, the Bills with a 12-3 and record, and they're first in the AFC East. Uh, number two, we got the Chiefs. They're 12-3. and uh, They're first in the AFC West. At number three, we got the Bengals. They're 11-4. They're first in the AFC North. And then at four, we got the Jaguars, who are 7-8, and eight, and they're first in the AFC South. Uh, but those Jaguars are definitely on the bubble with uh, the, the Titans right now, who um, are both tied with the same record of seven and eight. So it's going to be an open window for that division. Um, but on the on the other end, we got the Ravens, who are 10 and five, who are second in the AFC North. We got at number six, we got the Chargers, who are number uh, not, who have who are nine and six in second in the AFC West. And then on the seventh team in the playoffs right now would be the Dolphins at eight and seven, who's second in the AFC East. And there's a bunch of teams that are on the bubble. I mean, the AFC right now is one of those uh, divisions that who knows exactly um, what might happen right now in the AFC. The bubble teams are the Patriots, the Jets, the Titans, 
the Steelers, and the Raiders. So there's two weeks left, and there's some big games to be played this week. But in the NFC, uh, we got the Eagles at number one, which are 13-2, and two, and they're first in the NFC East. At number two, we got the Vikings, who are 12-3. and three. They're first in the NFC North. At three, we got the 49ers, who are 11-4 and four in the and first in the NFC West. And then at five, we got the Cowboys, who are 11-4 and four, and second in the NFC East. But still in the hunt, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are 7-8, and eight, which they're going to be that fourth team, most likely, if they win out. Um, and then at the Giants, we got at number six, or at number, yeah, number six, we got the Giants, who are 8-6-1, and one, third in the NFC East. And then at number seven, we got the Commanders, who are 7-7-1, seven, seven and one, and fourth in the NFC East. And that's going to be four teams from the NFC East if uh, the playoffs started next week or this week. But on the bubble, we also have the Seattle Seahawks, the Lions, the Packers, the Panthers, and the Saints. So there's a lot of games to be played, especially for that NFC South position. Uh, the Panthers and the Saints still have a chance to to get uh that division and as well as the NFC East. We don't know if some of these teams are going to stay in that playoff uh, in the hunt because, you know, any given Sunday, some of these teams might lose. So it's going to be a great week in the NFL this week. So let's talk about uh, week 17 matchups. And we start week 17, Cowboys versus Titans. And then on Sunday, we got the Cardinals versus Falcons. Dolphins versus Patriots, which is a big AFC East game. Saints versus Eagles, which the Eagles, I mean, are on fire, but the Saints need a win to still be alive in that uh, NFC South Conference. Colts versus Giants, which the Giants need to still win versus the Colts to continue uh, to be on the bubble for the playoffs. Panthers versus Buccaneers, which... Both teams need need a win to be able to uh, advance in the NFC uh, South division. Uh, Broncos versus Chiefs, Bears versus Lions, Browns versus Commanders, Jaguars versus Texans, 49ers versus Raiders, which the Raiders need a win uh, to continue to, to advance in the playoffs. The Jets versus the Seahawks, Vikings versus Packers, which the Packers need to beat the Vikings to be alive in the, for the playoffs. Uh, Rams versus Chargers, Steelers versus Ravens, and Bills versus Bengals. I mean, there's some amazing games this week. I just don't know which which game for me would be the game of the week. Oh, man, there's so many great games. But the game of the week for me would have to be the Vikings versus the Packers because the Packers still have a chance to make the, the playoffs in the NFC. And I want to see at least another different team from another conference and not have uh, all NFC East teams in the in the playoffs. So I hope the Packers get the win versus the Vikings. Uh, but of course, I want my Falcons to beat the Cardinals. But we are out of the playoffs, so I don't even care anymore. But this is a great week for football, which I will be paying attention to, and I hope you guys do too. Make sure you guys... Uh, tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more. And this week we got at number five Memphis Grizzlies with a record of twenty and three thirteen. But Memphis has been one of the best in the West. Uh, John Morant has definitely been putting out some of his best work lately. 
as the ground the Grizzlies are nine and ten against conference foes this season, but that you know includes double digit losses to the Warriors and the Suns, which they were missing you know Morant for most of that time, but now coming back from his injury, he's making some noise in the league and and definitely in the West. I think um, I think it's going to be a big step for the Grizzlies to take as they're up you know, in the top spots in the uh, Western Conference division. But at number four, we got the Brooklyn Nets, who right now could be one of the hottest teams in the NBA. Uh, Durant, Kyrie, they both have been playing extremely well. But to me, I think Durant should be in the consideration for MVP, even though I just said Donichich is my choice. But Durant still has been playing very well and and. Uh, under the the new coach that they have, I think it really simplified the message that uh, give Durant the ball uh, by by making his contribute contributions to uh, scoring, but also playing as a team. I think this is what the Brooklyn Nets needed. Uh, they're on a hot streak right now with the record of twenty two and twelve. So uh, they've been playing well. At number three, we've got the Milwaukee Bucks, which have been one, two, and three all season in the power rankings, but they've had some struggles as of late. You know, uh, the struggles have come on both sides of the floor as, you know, it's really hard to really do it night in, night out, night in, night out. As Giannis, you know, is one of the best players in the league, uh, but I just think, you know, it, it gets tiring over time and, and sometimes you need a little bit of help, uh, but I don't see, you know, them, them folding yet in the Eastern Conference. I just think they're having some struggles right now, which it's great to get those struggles in the middle of the season and rather than that second half of the season. So they got the Milwaukee Bucks at number three. At number two, we got the Denver Nuggets, which Nikola Jokic, another MVP candidate, in my opinion. Um, another strong argument as uh, maybe the second best international or third best international player in the league. I mean, there's so many great international players right now, uh, but seeing that, you know, he is on his third consecutive MVP award uh, and seeing that he and the Nuggets are healthy, they're showing great dominance in the West. And now the West is wide open, I believe, like I said, uh, between uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, the the Nuggets, and the Utah Jazz. I mean, it's going to be a great, great season uh, to see who ends up on, on top of the standings. But right now, the Denver Nuggets are definitely one of the teams to beat in the West. Um, and at number one, the Boston Celtics, who, who have been remaining the number one spot throughout the season so far. Um, they followed up some great, great games, especially on Christmas Day. Uh, but more challenges are upcoming when uh, they're going to be playing some of these uh, teams on the road, especially Clippers. You, you got uh, big teams like all the Western Conference teams that you'll be having to play. So it's going to be great to see uh, the Boston Celtics. You know, they got their MVP candidate. Uh, I, I just I just think that I just think that Jason Tatum uh, just gets overlooked. He's definitely still one of the best uh, in the East, but I feel like he gets overlooked by a lot of these other players. But definitely the the Boston Celtics are number one in the power rankings as they re, they lead the whole NBA right now, um, and they're first in the Eastern Conference. So there's a lot of games to be played in the NBA, and that's what I love. So make sure you guys tune in every week. 
uh, for more. Now let's talk about the NBA, and I wanted to start out by with the how the Lakers have been just looking this past week. Um, they've been one in three. Uh, the only team that they beat this week was the Orlando Magic. They lost to the Charlotte Hornets, which are one of the worst teams in the Eastern Conference. Uh, we lost to the Mavericks on Christmas Day, and then we also lost to Heat um, yesterday. Uh, I just don't know the direction the Lakers are in right now. Uh, they're not preparing for a trade, I don't believe. Um, I just don't know if the Lakers are interested in investing in a win-now situation. Uh, they've been in this situation before, especially with LeBron. I just hope that the Lakers you know, don't get too desperate to, to try to win the championship this year. We got one more year with LeBron if he takes... If, if if it all goes well, um, I just hope that, you know, we just continue to uh, get better uh, shooting. We get some different pieces in a different way than really giving away all of our assets. And, I mean, Anthony Davis, which, you know, he took a lot of our young youth uh, Lakers from us. And then also uh, with West, Westbrook, the way that I think people really underappreciate him. I just feel like we have a great team. We just need a little bit of shooting, uh, a little bit more discipline. Uh, and we're missing AD right now. AD is going to be out indefinitely. Who knows how long, but uh, we definitely need him back in the lineup to make any progress. Uh, but one thing I do want to talk about in the NBA is right now Luka Doncic. I mean, Luka is just playing amazing. Um He's one. He's one of the best players that I think I've ever seen in the NBA, um, and I say that now, especially when he's young. Uh, he's been he's been doing triple doubles night to night, uh, and he just did one the other night versus the New York Knicks. Uh, he's only twenty three years old, and with this type of play, he reminds me of a young Kobe, uh, which you know Kobe without a Shaq. So this would be Kobe without Shaq or or anybody like that, you know. Uh, he ended up with 60 points, 21 rebounds, and 10 assists. And he's just been playing like the MVP of the league. And I just want to make sure he gets the attention that he, he deserves. As you know, to me, he, he reminds me of a magician with the ball. He's able to shoot. He's able to take people off the dribble. He's able to post up, uh, do the fadeaway. He's able to do the little things, which makes him a great asset to any team, to any coach, Um and he's really young, and he's able to do this at a high level, especially uh, against LeBron versus the, any any other defense that you could name that is good. He, he's definitely taking over the league, and I just hope he continues to do this. You know, as an international player, I think he's setting the bar extremely high for people in the U.S. You know, we're we're no longer the the best players in the league or best players in the NBA. We got these European players that are playing incredibly well. And seeing how Luka Doncic, you know, 60 points, franchise record for Dallas. And I think Dirk was the was only like 52 or 53 points. That was the second highest. Uh, Dirk as well, he also deserves a lot of uh, international credit as, you know, he got his statue on Christmas Day. But... Luca to me is is the guy right now that I I would hope all the kids are watching because he does it the right way he does it with his fundamentals and then he also does it uh, with the with the heart 
of a champion. I think right now uh, Dallas is on the way to becoming one of the best teams in the league. Um, I, I think especially in the Western standings, uh, seeing where they sit at number seven, I still think um, they still haven't been playing their best ball. So uh, with you know the trade deadline coming to an end and you know uh, all-star break, We'll see how well the Mavericks do. Um, still, I'm, I, I think Luka right now is the MVP playing at a high level, and nobody could really dismiss that. But now let's talk about the NBA power rankings. But I want to thank you for pushing play this week and every week. You guys' support goes a long way for this independent podcast. I just want to remind you to share this podcast with someone new, someone that you know that's close, maybe a close friend or a relative. Uh, let them know that this podcast is every Thursday. They could depend on different content every Thursday. Um, you can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Anchor Podcast or anywhere you get your podcast. I just want to thank you for your support and let me know how I can support you. Um, make sure you guys are supporting all your local businesses, artists, and podcasts. I'm Alejandro Oveda signing off episode 201.